The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. When you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father, who is in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Ash Wednesday, as you all know, marks the beginning of the Lenten season, and we are each marked as a part of our Ash Wednesday liturgies with the ashes of mortality. We begin what 
Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, calls our reconciliation with God by coming to terms with the thing that probably we fear most, and that is our mortality. That is, we come to terms, or begin to come to terms, with the fact that we are limited creatures. We have limited awareness, limited lifespans, limited power, and limited control over our own lives and destinies. Reconciling to that, maybe I should just speak for myself, for me at least, is a lifelong project. But Lent comes from an old English word which means spring. One way to think about our project in this season is to be like the plants germinating from the earth, especially in this early spring that we always have in the Bay Area. It is true that plants, like us, thrive in places where they receive nourishment and water and warmth, the basic needs that we expect, most often from the people we hope will love us and support us. But the growth of plants also comes from the stress and strain of reaching for the light, of growing against the force of gravity, of pulling water with great effort out of the soil and the nutrients as well, struggling even with disease and with all the limits of being mortal. In addition to coming to grips with our mortality and being reconciled to that, we also have to be reconciled to the fact that most of our growth in life does not come from the good things that happen to us, but from the things that give us the most stress and struggle. That is also Paul's point to the church in Corinth. By way of reminder, Corinth was one of those places in the ancient Greco-Roman world where you could get anything your heart and body desired for a price. Anything at all. He's reminding the Corinthians that simply buying your own comfort is not going to get you where God wants you to go. You have to learn to live and grow into the struggles and challenges of life itself. And that is one of our callings as people who are on a Lenten journey. Just like the calling of all of those little sprouts and buds that are starting to push right about now, all around us. It's what it means to be a Lenten people. Coming to terms with our limits and with our mortality. 
coming to grips with the fact that life is not always, as they say, fun and roses, but it is in our struggles most often that we grow the most. And finally, we are reminded in Jesus' memorable teachings that we hear every Ash Wednesday that as people of faith, the most dangerous place for many of us is right here in the church. Not a comforting thought, is it? But if you notice, Jesus' teachings are not directed to people who are outside the faith. They are directed to people who are endeavoring to practice their faith. For most of Jesus' followers at the beginning, and for most of Jesus' followers throughout history, we all recognize that there is something in the world that is not life-giving. That the games of power and all of the ways we try to get ahead, that some of us have learned to call the rat race, is in fact not of God. The struggle for us is that when we enter then the house of God, because we are creatures of habit, we tend to bring the rat race with us. And then we start practicing it here. Well, I'm praying better than you. Well, I'm showing up to services more often than you are. Well, I get to dress in the fancy clothes and show just how faithful and prayerful I am, right? You see what I mean? Nothing is worse, Jesus says than believing we are faithful when all we are doing is simply recapitulating the ways of the world we are trying to step out of. What I commend to you this day is that simply coming to terms with that is also our Lenten journey to struggle with our own hypocrisies, our own self-deceptions, our own tendency to compete with one another and try to outdo one another in being faithful, and to pretend that we are closer to God as a consequence. This is all part of the struggle of Lent let go of that, to let go of everything that prevents us from opening our hands and hearts to what Jesus called the kingdom, or what we have come to call beloved community, a whole new world that God is planting in our midst and that it is trying to do what all of the plants around us are trying to do right now. Push up new shoots, new green growth, new blooms in the midst of a difficult world. 
community that is not based on power and control and domination and competition. Hardest for us as Americans, it's not even a community based on a meritocracy. And as Jesus points out elsewhere in Matthew's Gospel, it's not even a community that's fair in our eyes. It is a community instead that is rooted in love of God and love of one another, full stop. That means we have to set aside all of the ways the world has taught us to be in relationship and look for something new. That is what Paul means when he talks about this as a holy struggle. It demands not just our best efforts. It demands everything that we are, full stop. Even our most hallowed treasures and the things nearest and dearest to our hearts have to be offered up to God. We are to empty ourselves enough to lay claim to this new world. Christ offers us as people of faith, as people on the journey, in the struggle. And to that, above all else, I commend you this day as you begin by reconciling once again with your mortality with your limits, with your finitude. And then be open to what God's grace is offering you. And not just you, but to everyone who is touched by your life. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon. Uh-huh.